friends behind the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patron peeps, couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much for your support, patrons. I really appreciate it, and I'm so honored to be able to put you to sleep. And uh, what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts you're thinking about on your mind, uh, feelings, anything. so thoughts about the past, the present, the future, uh, feelings, anything you're feeling physically uh, or emotionally that's coming up for you. So feelings, physical sensations, changes in your t- time, changes in your time, your temperature, your your like I, I, I talked about this uh, like a while ago. Your at latitude, changes in latitudes, or changes in attitudes. Or changes in dreams, like, holy cow, that's what uh, I'm dealing with right now. Uh, some strange dreams. I'd carry use in my dream, and it wasn't wasn't a, wasn't a bad dream. It wasn't a good dream either. It was one of those dreams I said, oh, boy, like, uh, that was strange. Not appropriate for a sleep pod. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm introducing a sleep podcast. I haven't even got it to the beginning of the intro yet. So whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off that. The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to try to create a safe place. I'm going to smooth it. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to rub it down. I'm going to say safe place. I'm going to use my hands in a welcoming manner. Hopefully you could feel that because I'm glad you're here. Then I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I guess I say that, but ideally, the sending is more of an emotional thing. I don't know if you get that. I'm sending my voice across the deep, dark night. My voice was, before I started sending it, it was being sent, uh, but, but like, it was a precursor, like, you know what a train, a train, uh, it would be like if the train engine was in the middle of the train. Say, why don't you do, how, I, I, they never asked me for any advice, but I've seen engines, or, or those locomotives, they call them. I've seen them at the front of trains, and then some places I've seen them at the end of the train. Here's an idea, a free idea. Go ahead and use it. it maybe, I mean, maybe science, as usual, will prove me wrong. Or <laughs> usually we don't get to science because they say suits. You don't need to look that up. But like common sense would say, and I'd say, okay, well, that makes common sense to me. I didn't think of it. But uh, but you say, what, what about putting that locomotive right in the middle? That's kind of like when I send, they say, well, where, what, can you use an example, Scoots, of when that had worked? Well, when I send my voice across the deep, dark night. But you're speaking somewhat figuratively. Ooh, really? Oh, yeah, I guess, you, I guess you're kind of right. Kind of right, kind of wrong. But, uh, well, with the train, the Scoots, we can't. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, I ride in a train. I get you. Oh, tonight's episode will probably be about trains. So, so that's handy. Okay, where was I? So, oh, just send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm using lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. That means I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to seem like I'm not making any sense. That's a hundred. That's a hundred percent craft. You know, not act. Not, it's not my real personality shining through. It is. Uh, it's a little bit of craft, a little bit of magic, and a little bit of me. But seriously, some part of my brain's like, wait a second, like, if you can put the train at the front or the end, how come you can't put it in the middle? I mean, I understand. You say, well, this train's better at pulling, and this train's better at pushing, Scoots. I say, okay. So then you just put those two in the middle, and you put the trains on either side. Boom. You got yourself a super train. You got a situation there? You may have a super train. I've I've heard other trains called super trains before, but is it does it have one locomotive pushing and one pulling? Yep. See, you had to think about it. Even the engineers of the world, uh, the imag- Oh no, only the Imagineers. The no, the engineers. Oh, I don't know my Imagineer from my engineer. Only the engineers in my mind paused and wondered about that, and that was how I knew I'd never be an engineer. Stick to looking at trains. 
So, okay, so if you're new, you probably already got the sense this podcast is very different. It is somewhat of an acquired taste, but not in an exclusive way. Like, it's like a free sample you're listening to now. It usually takes a couple free samples to, to figure out, huh, this podcast is different, tastes different, the texture's different, it's, it's a bit strange. So give it a few tries. That's what hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people have said. Didn't like this podcast the first time I listened. Now I listen every night. Uh, really, I'm not even kidding. You could look through our reviews. That's like every fourth review says something like, eh, it wasn't for me. But then I gave a few tries. I realized, oh, this is a podcast you don't really listen to or pay attention to. So that's one thing to know. The other thing and the most important thing to know is that I'm glad you're here. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep because you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a bedtime where you can feel like a little bit of relief and rest and not rigmarole, where it's something you at least feel neutral about and you don't dread because I've been there. And, like, if I can help you with that by being goofy and taking your mind off stuff, it would be my honor. But if you get the rest you need through this podcast or any other podcast, you can see other podcasts at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. If you can find something something that works for you and you get better, the better, you get some rest, your life's going to be a little bit better, a little bit more manageable. And that's the most beautiful thing I could ever do other than being a parent and a family member and a friend and a member of the community. I mean, which is all interrelated to that stuff anyway. So you can do that stuff too. That's really would be touching and honor. Like I'd be honored to, to make your bedtime less dreadful. And the other side of that is I know how it is. Like I said, I got the I, last night I had a case of the use from Carrie Hughes. Uh, they say that's not how you say And I say, okay, the, the, the actor from that movie with the, the um, Princess Bride movie, among other great appearances, including recently on, like, on other shows even. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't, like I said, it was just like, uh, I said, wait a second, uh, we, I guess we we're kind of friends. It was weird. We were at a conference together, and I was just like, uh, anyway, not important. What's important is you getting the sleep you need, be, because I know how it feels in the deep, dark night, tossing, turning, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. That was last night. I woke up from that dream and a couple other ones, and it was not, you know, one of those things. It was too, too close to my alarm for, for me to fall back asleep and too early for me to be comfortable getting up. So if I can help, that would be my pleasure. Uh, the other things to know is that uh, the podcast doesn't really put you to sleep. It's here to keep you company while you drift off. And if you can't sleep, I'm here to keep you company too. Or if it's during the day and you need a break, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. Uh, so that is uh, really what my job is, right? So that's what I'm, I'm here to, 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 to try to do and not so much put you to sleep. Now, if you fall asleep, that's great because I've taken your mind off of stuff. Maybe you've gotten confused. Maybe you realized I can only, I, this voice is kind of comforting even when I don't pay attention. Or maybe you're just like, oh, you were keeping me company and then I just fell asleep because like that's like I was listening loosely. So it's also a podcast you don't really totally listen to. It kind of makes sense. You can listen. But the listening's optional. So those are other important things. The other things that can throw new people off and that regular listeners love hearing about is the structure of the show. In the podcast, with podcast apps in particular, you can really adapt to how you listen to the podcast once you become a regular listener. But the show is structured in a very specific way to meet the goals of the show. So one of the goals of the show is for you to feel welcome. Now, not everybody's going to feel welcome, but I hope you do. That's what we start off with. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, like you kind of come on in. I hope you feel seen and you say, okay, I could feel welcome here. Then there's support. Support for the listeners that maybe are having a tough time right now. Support for communities we all are part of and live in. And then support for the show. Because one of the goals is it comes out twice a week, which is a, a pretty good amount of work uh, regularly every single week, twice a week, and that it's free. 
or that paying for it is optional. So the support for the show there and later in the show is what enables us to do that. Then after the support part there is the intro. And the intro goes from what, I don't know, eight minutes into 20 minutes into the show or somewhere, you know, it could be earlier or later. It could go longer. And that's where I'm, what I'm doing now. I try to explain what the podcast is. Generally, I'm not super successful or at least I'm not very, I don't know, am I, am I not cogent? I'm not, uh, efficient at it but that means you get a different intro every time you listen to the show so you say oh okay uh like uh have something new to listen to every night some new tangent scoots could be going on dreaming of views uh so at least my brain doesn't say oh no this is just another like a set of birds singing in the wilderness or whatever now that does work for some people it just doesn't work for me so there's that. Then there's uh, what else we got going? Oh, the intro. Oh, then after the intro is more so sponsor support, sponsors and stuff. That's again show. Our goals are show to be free. Oh, also most people fall asleep after the intro and after the sponsor stuff during the story because the other purpose of the intro and why people say why does the intro go on and on and on? It's to help ease you into bedtime or be there as you're getting ready for bed. And just be a separation between the daytime and the nighttime, like a kind of like a long, slow landing strip or something like that. So that's why the intro goes on and on and on and why it's fine. Like listeners do fall asleep during the beginning of the show or they skip ahead two or three percent of people or they listen to story only episodes on Patreon or they make playlists on Patreon for what works for them. But, yeah, that's kind of this progression of the show. That support there helps us keep the show free for everybody, which is cool. Then there's our story. Tonight will be another train tour. We're doing these seasonal train tours up in the North Pole. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's a structural show. That's why I make the show to help you because and because I've been there. Because I know, I might not be know, know what you're going through. But I have a general idea of what it feels like, the loneliness and the frustration. So, I don't know. I'm really glad I'm here. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. I really hope you can, I can help you fall asleep. Give it a few tries. Thanks again for coming by. And here's the ways I'm able to do this for you for free twice a week. Thanks. All right. Hey, welcome to uh, North Pole Train Tours, uh, or the... Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been trying to take all the train tracks. Uh, not well, technically not all of them, because some of them are top secret. But uh, to take everything here at the North Pole and use it for more than one purpose, and that includes maybe one day opening up the North Pole to tours. And uh, so today we have another special tour. Uh, thank you for settling into your seat. We do have uh, some, like a, a welcome, uh, a couple welcome things for you to enjoy. Uh, in in the this is a tea card here, and uh, we you, you but it's also you could have some cocoa, you could have some tea, just some water if you want. And later on, you have an option. This is a warm service but or a cool water service, but we will have Nog later other options. And, uh, you know, we have some uh, sugar cookies and cookie alternatives, sugar-free cookies, gluten-free cookies, and just some candy canes. Uh, however, you, uh, yeah, they are delicious. Oh, boy, you could try all of them. You don't ha have – you can have one of each or, or – uh, but you're going to see at the station as we begin to pull out, that is, now we don't normally glorify Santa too much here at the North Pole or, or all of us elves. But this is a really special place, uh, and you, occasionally we need a statue, and this is a particular, this is our, you know, North Pole main station, and I guess because there are, this is one of the trains, not that you're on, but that comes into the station that is uh, one of the ones that is regularly used by non-North Poleans uh, or North Poles. You know, they, they say, what do you, what do you, if you're a resident of the North Pole, what do you call yourself? We call ourselves North Poles. Uh, 
And we, we know people have a laugh at it, uh, but n- normally people don't ask anyway. They say, oh, you're an elf. Uh, but, you know, if we when we practice language, uh, because some of us use different language apps, you know, like learning the languages of the world, part of important part of our both uh, our jobs, but it's also enjoyable. We try to tra- we say, oh, yes. Uh, so, but uh, say, yeah, that's uh, we're North Poles. Uh, I don't know if that's official, though, but that's just it's in it's in popular usage here at the North Pole. Or I guess it would be in popular usage if it was something that came up a lot. All that said, you're seeing a giant statue of Santa Claus holding a hand with an elf uh, in triumph. And Santa is pointing off uh, in the direction of where the sun would normally set. Well, actually, exactly where the sun would set uh, here on the evening of uh, the 25th. Correct, because that's like when Santa says, I'm going to bed for a while. A long winter's nap. Uh, and you can see that Santa's shoulders, if you really look closely, are a little bit slumped. Uh, but the joy and relaxation on both Santa and uh, the elf's uh, face is uh, very, you know, the kind of reaction you have after a satisfying work season. Now, you're going to be noticing a, uh, now you can't see these at the windows because there's also a walking path uh, but we're going through, uh, we're going to take one right turn and then another right turn, then a left turn and a left turn, then a right turn and a right turn, and a left turn and a left turn uh, as we work our way out of this, uh, out of the North Pole. That's also because of in existing infrastructure. Uh, I find it very relaxing because the train would already have to go slow anyway because we're leaving the station. You know, there's residential area. So we're weaving in between residential areas and uh, some, you know, guest areas, guest facilities. And also we're going, you know, we'll be underneath some buildings that were built on top of this. And then we're going to do a left... uh, but instead of a two lefts, we're just going to make one left, and we're going to go on a long stretch. Now, if you're walking outside, it would kind of show, like, uh, because, like, you could kind of notice that a lot of our, uh, we, we do a lot of things where we have a park on top of stuff. And so above the train tracks, uh, a lot of the times we have, if, if we're not underground or there's not already something above us, we do have these greeneries covering, particularly here, because it reduces sound and, you know, the train does run on electricity, but in the past it did not. And so these greeneries, uh, it's, it's a bit of an arch uh, or a bit of a dome, not a dome, you know, a ceiling, a green ceiling, you know, of course, intertwined with metal, but you can walk up there. And that has a history. It's uh, the the North Pole's memory lane. And now that is only for North Poleans because uh, there is another memory. And now we're taking a right uh, and working our way through. That's really for North Poleans, uh, though there is a a section of it. So the, the part where we turned left, but we didn't do two lefts, is where that's North Poleans only. If you go back, that, that was when we came out of the underground again. But if you went back uh, to the where we were making a lot more turns, that is like kind of the more official mythology of the North Pole. And it, it uh, oh, you know, it's, it's it's not really changed much. Uh, and the uh, just as entertainment, like and also like uh, it, it goes along with popular culture. So the official, the official in quotes history of the North Pole is like uh, the you know we try to do take all the world's traditions, but po- I guess popular myth and lo- some less than popular you know uh, myths you may say are less than popular but you know what's weaved into the cultures of the world that we serve, 
And now we're making another right turn. And yeah, again, all the history is going on above us. Uh, Another thing where we are working on, because like uh, even though these two sections, we do want to do another walk like this, uh, and 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 it might not be above the any trains. So so it's kind of strange I'd be telling you this, but you know, like there's a lot of repurposing going on of uh, train trestles, and we love that kind of stuff. We we take inspiration from the world sometimes. But we'd like, you know, once we've established a location, we'd like to do something with uh, some of the timeline of the the public timeline again. The pop, not just pop culture, because there's a lot of time parts of our North Pole timeline that uh, be, be, uh, you know that the, the you might be coming that might be news to you. And it is all part of this place we're going eventually uh, as we make another turn again. We've got uh, two more turns uh, before we enter north. What, what, what I guess I should prepare you for is a train tour uh, through North Pole Park. And this was uh, something we had a lot of. Uh, this is something that's been a long time coming, but a long time avoiding, which was a th- theme park in a celebration of in a place for people to come to the North Pole. Now, you do have the option, like with these train tours, to actually experience the real North Pole. And, you know, the, you know, all of a sudden, we're, we're mammals too. Maybe you didn't know that. So we do share a lot of mammalian traits with, with human beings. And, you know, there's human beings that are part of the North Pole. But, uh, so we all have strong feelings, right? And, and not all those, you know, those feelings are real. Uh, but, you know, we also have to, so, you know, there's always been a vision for a long time to have a theme, you know, we don't want to use the word theme park just because that is a loaded term up here. But I mean, I'm, you know, I'm here to give you a tour. Uh, I'm not here to pander to the, the North Poleans. Uh, this is uh, this is will not be a train tour geared towards uh, elves, but people could, I guess, could come on it. Uh, but so it's basically a theme park because the thing was we just can't have people running around the North Pole because the, there's work to be done and also there's stuff that the things and and it also is like our job to uh keep the mystique is that was another very strong concern one why do people need to come up here at all none of their business keep it a fantasy you know keep it like it, let them project their own thing onto the holiday season you know why and so we we took those and we finally are about now we're not open and we're not, we don't have opening dates, uh, but you're going to get to see some of the things that are under construction, some of the things we're working on here. And I think it's very exciting because, again, it's to celebrate, I don't know. And part of it is what would, like, in a both, you know, I think it's creative because I, they say the people, the pro North Pole Park, which say that people want a fancier name. So maybe it'll change. I don't know. But the creative constraint of uh, both uh, uh, retaining the mystique of the North Pole in a way that gives people what they would expect, but also surprises them and delights them with things they don't expect. Uh, so that's kind of like the, those are two, twofold mission of designing the park. And we're going to make another turn. And, of course, you say, well, are these parks influenced by... And we say, of course, yeah, we're building on what people may already know or have experience with at different theme parks in, in you know, down in, in the, the southern world. So we're taking a turn here, and we're going to come through. And now we're coming through, and there's going to be... Uh, now, we actually control the windows of the train for this part because there are things that you can't see and that are still under construction. Those are just construction walls on the one side. What you're going to notice out here 
is uh, this great. Now, this is again, this is an area of contention, but you know, big part of the North Pole are is the North Pole region and the geography. So you're going to see a gigantic mountain range. It is not real. It is a man, but it is. Isn't that amazing? And it is kind of the the uh, popular mythologized kind of mount style of mountain range. Purple, I've heard it called Purple Mountain's Majesty, but it is more of a granite. It has a very Yosemite type influence, and uh, you know, kind of jutting rocks. And a lot of flowing water, you know, we already have the waterfalls, and then you're going to see two different things on the mountain moving, in addition to the waterfalls. And actually, our train will be a third thing moving as we will eventually go around. And then, spoiler though, we're going to come through a waterfall tunnel. Uh, so that's why we're making this turn, and you're going to kind of see... Now, again, from this train, you really can't see very much of the park. The mountain range is in, uh, in on both sides. And then another thing you're going to notice versus theme parks in your world, for the most part, is that this mountain range is themed on, this is a fully themed range. Uh, because of the thing that it would have been so intrusive on the residents of the North Pole and the people working there. To just have it be like a, the backside of it not be themed, I guess, if you're using your kind of terminology down there. But, yeah, there's like a there's a like a like an alpine uh, like there's a lift that goes up to an alpine uh, like a coaster type ride. And there's also a river ride or a rafting ride that goes through as well. And those the idea is that those are brightly. So there's actually, I guess, if you count the 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 gondola lift up to the alpine ride, and those are actually the cars being lifted. So it saves the people don't have to get off the lift and then get back on their car. It's all integrated. So it really is only one attraction, though it seems like it's two. Is uh, you like those are brightly lit or brightly colored, and at night brightly themed to kind of fit the situation, but also because uh, like if that's the perpetual motion idea. I don't know. Like I'm not. I, I I'm still writing this tour. Uh, kinetics, I think, is what the the people that are designing the park would say. Kinetic motion is important because it's feeling something. You've got the water, then you have the boats in the water, you have our train, you have the gondola looking, then you have the, the, the alpine cars. And I guess another part of the kinetics is uh, the... Uh, the 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 sounds like uh, of the people having fun so that's exciting now we're going through a tunnel here and you're going to see some beautiful mural work uh, that's been done and again some of these murals these these you can kind of see some are complete and some are incomplete and a lot of them are showing uh, kind of glamorizing, you know, you see the wildlife of the North Pole and different real mountain ranges. And uh, it's it's just meant, you know, we're just going through and we're going to exit in a waterfall here. Is uh, that uh, just again to remember that this is a real place you're in, even though this is a fantastical view, you know, the North Pole is real. Your, your North Pole Park is kind of a a fantasy interpretation of it. I don't know. Again, I'm I'm just like giving a tour to you. And yeah, now we're going to go through this waterfall, and we're going to start to head down. And this would be where our train would be most visible. And you could kind of see yeah, the gondola is now going over us. We're kind of working our way down. And the the Alpine car will go by, and you could even, if you go to the other side of the train and look down, you'll even see part of the river raft ride. Now, none of this is actually, some of it may be being tested. I know that they're all running. 
uh, but part of that. Now we're going to take, uh, as we come here, we're going to take a turn. And we're going to, now this was another big debate uh, of uh, breaking the illusion versus not breaking the illusion. But this is like a, a like a break in the illusion because we said, well, the train goes through the whole the whole park anyway. So, um, you know, what, what, uh, what, what is, uh, so the illusion would already be broken repeatedly. And we said, what if there was a way to break the illusion without break? Be, be like, okay, we understand. We're all reasonable people here. You've paid to come into this park. So this, again, was a very discussed. But we said, well, what if it titillates you for some things later on? Uh, which are parades. That's another part of these kind of parks. And so first we're going to go through this giant sculpture here. And again, even though the, the what's interesting about this sculpture is it's a very shimmering sculpture that's meant to play with the sun. It's got glass and metal and flowing water. And this sculpture is just barely visible from some of the actual vehicle the attractions and then the light of it is uh plays like almost like light off the water on some of the mountains um but it's this is how in depth we said let's really go for it so we're going through the sculpture and you're going to kind of see here we're first going to go into we're going to go into two areas which you'll notice uh, this is an outdoor area it's covered though and these are where some of the floats are for the daytime parade. And the first one you're going to notice there really well is Rudolph, of course, jumping forward with Rudolph's nose so bright. And then kind of behind Rudolph, like the fog parting. And the, the, there are motion and light aspects uh, to the, to that. And then there would be... Uh, the, like on the back is a ice skating thing, which again is say, what, what is it? And I say, yeah, this is kind of what people expect with these parades. And actually, in like, but the ice skating thing, yeah, that's at the very beginning, the end. But in the middle, where the clouds are, that is actually a, a trampoline for some some aerial performers. And then again, like, uh, there'll be other, uh, we, we, we will change out the floats we show, but now we're going into the dark because we have a nighttime parade, uh, of course, and we're going to, you're going to see some floats. We're given, there's a transition period where we let your eyes adjust to the darkness. And these, you're going to start to see these are very powerful uh, holiday lights, uh, LEDs, everything you have going. And those are bear cubs. Uh, so, and they are kind of, you know, light up a bear cub. So they're not exactly biologically accurate, but they are so cute. Oh, are they? And uh, there's going to be other, like, the, these bears. And then you look at, as we've been in this corner, a giant mama bear. And the bear cubs are going to be automated to run around the mama bear. And at some points, even the mama bear, you can't do it during this, but the mama bear can stand up on her two legs. Uh, and, yeah, the bears, you can see they can offer different, they're all different colors, and the, the, there's a lot of action uh, that can be, the, 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 you know, light, the technology we have access to is not that different than the southern technology. Uh, but so that's, uh, that's you know, of course, uh, it, it's just something to look forward to, cause, and then I'll have the times of the parades as you're taking the train, so you say, oh, I want to go on that. Like, I want to see those parades later. So the next thing we're coming up to, we're kind of cutting around. We went through one area. And this section of the park uh, that we're working on is kind of like known. It's going to be known as Santa's Workshop. That's the section of the park which all of ourselves have a laugh about because we say, well, this really means where we all work. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be area, and now it's not complete. It's still uh, under under design and construction, but there are some areas here that are complete. 
And of course, and oh, there, so there, you may smell rain. There are reindeer here. And that's a big part of it. Real reindeer. Uh, and, uh, actually like this is where a lot of the, now this is just to spoil a little, little bit. These will be retired reindeer that worked with Santa just because we don't want to, this is work, you know, we're walking around with the Southern, Southern worlders, uh, and maybe being petted or, uh, you know, showing a show, there'll be a, a show. Now that arena is not complete. But that's behind that big facade uh, that looks like a kind of uh, glorified, it's not even a facade, it actually is like a three-quarter building. But that opens up and it, yeah, it does kind of like evokes a, a working stables, but gigantic. And then on this other side, these more industrial style uh, buildings, but again, with a kind of a North Pole touch that kind of unifies the two styles. Uh, you see, okay, those look like they were designed, by, and they were. They were designed by one of our more famous architects, Canda. Uh, uh, but Canda, they, 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 anyway, I don't want to get too, because I haven't written out, uh, I don't have all the facts. Uh, but so on this side, is of course the, the, where the sleigh would be, and this attraction is going to be what, of course, people have been looking forward to their whole lives, and especially even with the modern holiday films, uh, you know, Santa's sleigh, and 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 we can just base this on what worked in the past and what worked in the present, and, and what we think will work in the future. So a lot of people would want an interactive experience that is available after the ride, as well as like a lot of stuff explaining the actual physics of the actual ride. And but this ride is actually what's what's really impressive is that a lot of it is built on the real technology. So the pre-show and the queue will be. Uh, it will be immersive in, in a sense to immerse you in the story. I can't give you all the details of the story behind the attraction, but I can tell you that, that, that the, uh, what it'll involve is, uh, so the pre-show will be preparing you and ta- talking about some of the technology that they can share, you know, leaving out parts and maybe some things that aren't true to throw off anybody that would say, well, I'm going to make my own sleigh. I say good luck with that. Uh, there is magic involved. So, but so, um, what was I saying? So, so building up to that and then building up to something where you get involved in the story or you can project yourself into the story, but it won't be interactive and it will be exciting. And then the ride itself, the ride system. We, we we made it so it's a very thrilling but available to all and that it's it actually has real motion versus a motion simulator uh, but it actually like it has real motion within a motion like uh, the vehicles can move as well and a lot of real sets within some illusions and it will be a really really fun attraction and then again we said well can it be changed around? We said, no, this this is a ride that should be just thrilling enough for almost everyone, you know, ex- with the exception, you know, toddlers and under probably shouldn't ride it. Or people, you know, I, I don't know, I'm not in the, that department. But so, but thrilling enough is that everyone's going to want to ride it, that qualifies to ride it over. Like, so the ride itself, in addition to the story and the effects, uh, will be thrilling in a way. So now we're going to, our train is going to curve. I kind of, uh, I get to control the speed of the train so I could over explain things. Uh, but so now we're going back, we're making a little bit of a turn and we're going to see the loading area and the starting areas for, for the raft ride that we saw earlier. And the raft ride is actually based on like what a lot of people don't might not realize is uh, that we do 
And you were on the other tour where we talked about some of the geothermal elements of the, the North Pole that maybe people don't understand. So, but, but so this is showing, this will technically be, you're, you're on a raft that's meant to transport in the, now on the ride, you're transporting presents, uh, or you, you've got an accident. I mean, it's very thinly veiled, but the buildup for this ride will be that, uh, you're, you know, there's some sort of external event and you're getting in these rafts that are normally, they say, well, we're testing it out for human transport. We usually transport presents. In reality, it's, uh, and you can learn the real history is that, you know, that's the way we transported parts, raw materials, and still do in places where we can keep the water from freezing either due to geothermal or, or just natural or, or or during that time of year. We say, okay, well, we know these months we could move raw materials or f- via aqueduct or, or, or canals so that, uh, or, of course, ideally natural rivers and streams. So this one's very, very uh, something you can expect, but it, ha- it should have some things you don't expect. Uh, where you, you of course, uh, you, you, you take, you go, okay, this part of the, you know, this part's closed, kind of thing. And there are uh, also, uh, there's. I'm not supposed to talk too much about this, but of course, we've created some antagonists for the North Pole. And that'll be part of the story for the park. Uh, and those antagonists will be involved in this ride at all, as well. Not all the rides. Now we're turning out into an area, and you're going to kind of see an area, and it looks like a like a humongous playground. And you're going to see netting and towers and slides, and that is is a kind of a playground. It's a the, like a, a training area, an elven training area, and there's different stops and activities. Now you don't have to overtrain. It is based on a lot of real training that we elves do, depending on our positions and our work tasks. As well as just overall uh, wellness uh, practices, uh, but it mostly it's a place for you know younger children or older children to run around and climb and slide on stuff. And there's a lot of natural features there too. Of course, you notice that uh, we've got a lot of trees at this park and a lot of trees that are hopefully going to grow in. And of course, a lot of it is uh, is is made to be hardy for this area. But again, with some of the geothermal activity, you'd be surprised. And a lot of the things from the garden that you went to, maybe you didn't see. I don't can't remember what we saw. If we saw any tree farms, but uh, yeah, we, we, like a lot of that's provided through the gardens that you visited, and some of the decorative aspects of this park will also be. And you can even see that now because we're going through an area. Now, this is actually like a kind of a food hall. We're just seeing the outside of it. Uh, but it's based on some of those gardens. That, that giant mural on the wall there uh, is to indicate, yeah, this is to celebrate some of the parts of the North Pole that, uh, uh, you, you know, the gardens of the North Pole and the, the, some of those, all the production and this will be an interesting food hall because there'll be food food stalls and places to eat. There'll be performances. There has been some debate about working with the people from the Dickens Fair to do something like that there. But for the time being, it's just going to be you can eat uh, some delicacies that North Polians enjoy. As well as uh, foods that you may find traditionally at a theme park uh, or, you know, a little bit better tasting and stuff, as well as a lot of dessert areas. And now that's like a time if you would like some nag or another little snacky poo, we have that here. And now we're turning and uh, you're seeing uh, another part of the park here. And this is a part of the park that uh, we, we still do, there's still debate going on. But when it was designed, and I think as it will go forward, is that you, you while you're walking at the park, uh, 
not that far out of Santa's North Pole, there's just this large tunnel uh, that has fresh steam. It looks like the tunnel just came opened up. And we're trying to, I mean, the main concern was like uh, that it doesn't feel too intense. So that's, again, like a, a decision that, uh, you know, is beyond me. But that it'll be an unlabeled thing, but maybe there'll be, the best bet, I think, is that there'll be play actors or performers there encouraging or going through, maybe even, this is a st- strongly held debate, hiring child actors to also express common feelings and then having, we said, the people said, I don't know, is that okay to do that? To say, oh, okay, well, let me show you. Let's go through there together. But once you go through the tunnel, you'll go into a land that is themed around, and I have to be delicate about revealing too much, some of the, the North Pole antagonists. And this will be, have popular culture in mind, but also be, believe it or not, there are antagonists in the North Pole. I mean, and, you know, some of them, some of them live in the Southern world and some of them live in the North Pole. But it, so that's like another balance we're trying to strike is, uh, but there isn't, there is, there isn't a very common thread you know recent films have some of them have touched on on that but uh is to to kind of uh we're essentially basing it on the reality for us uh and so it's a difficult task uh for all of us here at the north pole and the creative teams behind the park uh but creating something that is based in real antagonism but uh you know, making that pal like fun and and, and uh, making it into an accessible myth that you could participate in. And so the first ride would be you could kind of see down. That's we just you saw the tunnel with the steam coming out. And it's again trying to balance. You know, not saying well we're going to have all ages here. We don't want anyone to come to the North Pole. So it may be an idea of, like, building FOMO to go there. But one of the things is going to be what was traditionally a dark ride. And this dark ride will be, like, kind of a tongue-in-cheek, like, poking fun at, actually, North Pole Park. It'll be a dark ride created by the, the antagonists in the North Pole, where they're like celebrating their way of life and kind of saying how we impact them. So kind of creating in a fun way saying, oh, they were like, they're, they're working together uh, in, in a heroic way against the North Pole influence and not in a way, in a way that's based in truth, I guess is what I'm saying. Not in a way that uh and again this is a very delicate balance in a way that's very fun from their perspective but also true without making fun of them because they're not because it is a fiction so it'll have a lot of uh robotics and it will have uh live performers which we feel like is important but this one will be a all ages like slow moving system so that anyone can ride, and it won't be frightening except for people that maybe are bringing their own assumptions. It'll be, again, like very carnival celebration of what they would have because you're. I guess I can tell you this part. It says approved is to say like this is like a, they're like a kind of like a county fair for where 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 the all antagonists are kind of celebrating and i could even tell you that uh what they're celebrating is that this year christmas got canceled and they're having a fair about that i can say that so so it'll be really fun it really will be fun and it will exit this one like i haven't told you any about this but it will exit in the gift a themed gift shop with even also a food stand and like so that they're celebrating their foods is celebrating and and toys and stuff 
So I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it'll be fun. Uh, and then another uh, attraction that they're attempting to work on. Oh, no, no, I guess I'm not allowed to say that. So, so they are working on multiple attractions and there'll be like one or two time filler attractions that little kids could go on uh, in maybe a show so that uh, this would be its own little land. Uh, and again, it doesn't have a title, and there is another exit coming up here, and we're going to go through, we're kind of going over it and down. Now, this is, uh, this land is very, very under construction. It, it really doesn't, uh, we've just started work on it, but this is to celebrate all of the the humans in the North Pole area, in the Great North, or whatever you would call it, not just not just within ten or twenty miles, uh, but within you know a very great distance and throughout history. So the first peoples that were here, uh, I mean, with like so, uh, like. All the way through, like people in, like, so some of them are celebrating the first peoples and their cultures and their ways of life. And, and you can kind of see we have the kind of land, the areas sketched out. Like, one of the areas is the coast there. And also practical things that we're learning. So then there's like the working peoples of the current uh, over the last 200 years. And celebrating the working peoples, like the providers, the fisher people, and the scientists, a lot of different things uh, of uh, like so. So yeah, it's it's uh, the the this is an area full of potential, I guess is what I'm saying, and of potential like. One of the only debates was like, oh, should there be a human based area? And the people said, well, the humans are the antagonists, and they just put them in the antagonist land. But, you know, we, we said, well, okay, let's be realistic here. So, again, this is an area that's still kind of modeling and being designed. Because they said, well, wouldn't, why would humans want to visit a human? Like, it was so, okay, well, there's going to be, I know for a fact there's going to be a seafood, very fancy seafood restaurant overlooking this waterfront. That's the only thing you kind of see. And then there's going to be the waterfront. And then there's also going to be, uh, there'll be a, this is kind of doesn't quite fit, but they said, okay, what's the main attraction? And uh, it's going to be a sledding ride. And now a little bit different from our Alpine coaster style ride. This will be, a re- like real snow and real ice uh in it, in it, it just, so this is a big vision and they, they're still testing out the ride vehicles outside of here so they haven't even built it but they, like it, with real cold and again real sets because they, they said okay we're going to ca- com- keep combining this idea of story and uh, thrills so that'll be, I guess, that. And then, of course, there should be some things to draw people in at a distance. There'll be the waves crashing. And then there'll be a seafood, like a fancy seafood restaurant. And I know, like, other seafood options. And probably some non-seafood options. And then, again, a lot of history, which we want to do in ways that are respectful to everybody and that celebrates it. And I'm kind of realizing that this tour, we're, 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 uh, we're over what time I was supposed to have you delivered back. So I'm going to show you one more area of the park, and then maybe you could return for, for another tour. Uh, because the, the, there's one more area of the park we could visit, which is... Now, this is interesting, so be ready, but we're going to go through these like uh, these mountains that separate this human-based area into an area that, again, there's not much construction going on, uh, but that's meant to celebrate uh, 
and where we will work with actual human co- southern companies, southern world companies, to celebrate pop culture Santa. So Santa and pop culture. And so this will be, because the, the, we said, again, we have to say, w- w- one of the things was give people what they uh it, 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 like expect, but give it to them in an w- unexpected way. And we said, well, we can't ignore. So there are other lands like more influenced by Santa and pop culture. But we said, well, what about this popular version of Santa or this popular version? Is there a way? Or so we're still working on those those deals with intellectual property they call it, but then there'll also be things you would just expect uh, at the North Pole. So this would be more of your areas where, like candy canes. Uh, one of the things people were thinking about is like. Uh, Santa getting ready to work uh, with, like, kids telling Santa what Santa wants for Christmas and those kind of things. Not So this would be full full suspension of disbelief and reality, while, like, and not our reality. So another thing that we're struggling with as North Poleans, because some people say, but this isn't what, what we have. This isn't our world. So, and again, which, like, a lot of fans of Hollywood. So should we have a red carpet and a movie theater? And then what movies, would it be a movie theater like the ones in the theme park where there's all movies you could just go and stand around and look at? Would it be some sort of 3D movie or highlighted movie? Or would it be a ride, like another attraction, like a dark ride or some other type of attraction? I mean, I think the biggest thing is going to be the food is going to be very popular. So this would be like the place to get stuff that you would already expect. And this would be the only place you would get to interact with Santa Claus, uh, now, I have to tell you that it wouldn't be, like, I mean, not to spoil it, it wouldn't be the real Santa Claus. So we're trying to figure out an audio, like an animatronic or robotic Santa, or you're looking in on Santa getting ready, or a video chat. So it's like, can we do some sort of attraction like that? Or, I mean, I think another version of things we're working on is something based on what is what where what was the because but the intellectual property holder holders don't necessarily want to do this is oh what was true and what was incorrect about that film so i don't know and then having uh maybe a show and i guess the main intention of this land is to celebrate everyone's assumptions about the north pole because they're not here to be, you know, they're not here to be lectured or said, well, those are all wrong. All your assumptions are incorrect. And that's a way to do it where we have some context where we say, well, okay, we're, we're through this intellectual property, these films or these specials. Uh, but I guess it's difficult uh, because it, people, we have a lived reality up here, right? And so not everybody's in a hurry to say that's n- none of that's even accurate. Uh, we see, don't don't you like it anyway? Even though it's not accurate, that was pretty entertaining. And some people say, no, I wasn't entertained at all. So I guess the intention was to set out to create a land specifically to deal with those objections. Say, okay, well, that's what the purpose of this land is not to be realistic. I mean, none of the North Pole Park is, you know. So it's just, it's just, I guess it's one thing or the other. You, you know, we're, we're doing, we're all doing our best uh, to enjoy. It. And I really appreciate you coming on this tour, and I hope you'll join me for the rest of the park. I know. Uh, that, uh, like, you, you, like you, 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 oh, you've fallen asleep. I didn't even notice that. Uh, so that's good that you're resting. And then you could just rest. We'll, I've stopped the train, but I've got the train still having emotion. So you feel like you're on the train. 
and then I'll take you on the rest of the tour when you, after you've rested, because you had that cocoa and that nog, and I'm sure you have visions. Maybe there's a part of the land with sugar plums coming up. I don't know. I don't remember, but uh, I'm glad you're here with me. I appreciate it, and uh, I'll see you when uh, I'll see you soon.